0: First uh, image we've got here was taken in South Korea, believe it or not, although this man is definitely not Korean and it doesn't look at all like he's anywhere near the country. One of my favorite places to go in the city is to an area in the Dongdaemun, which is actually the Russian district and you can get a bunch of really good Russian food and Uzbeki food there, and I try to get out there as often as I can. I've actually earned a bit of a reputation of being something of a fan of Russia among my friends, which they all think is highly unusual and indicative of my character being compromised. No, I'm just joking. So this image here is of an Uzbeki man who was sitting alone at this restaurant, I'd just ordered some food, and after eating it, I was speaking to the Uzbeki woman behind the counter, and I saw this man and I was like, his face is just beautiful. I really, really did want to take a photo of it. He obviously didn't speak any Korean, and the Uzbeki woman behind the counter did, and I spoke to her in Korean and asked her if she wouldn't mind I guess, setting up the meet between me and this guy. She went up to him and was like, hey, that kid over there wants to take your photo do you mind and i saw him kind of weighed up in his mind and he was like yeah okay cool why not so i went over there to go take a photo and what i'd actually found was most interesting about him was the fact that he had this gold grill like his front four teeth were just straight up gold and i was like that's it just looked so rad um, i don't know there's something about it that was just perfect I dropped down to my knees and i was like I like to get a try to get a bit of a low angle when I'm shooting subjects like this. And I said to the man, like, oh, at least I indicated with my hands and my face. I was like, you're looking great, but I'm going to need to see your teeth. And I saw him sort of weigh it up again and very slowly just pull his top lip back. And yeah, he sort of pulled back into some, something between a smile and a grimace. And I shot the photo and I, t- I took two photos of him that day. And just that expression on his face and those teeth and... That belly, I don't know, all of it just kind of felt perfect. So for this next photo here, we've got another old man with another something of a smile and a grimace. Um, And this was shot in Korea of a Korean man wearing what seems to be some kind of Davy Crockett hat. It was actually taken more or less right outside my house. Uh, I think I was a little bit late to some meeting and I was on my way and this man just sort of crossed my path and I knew he just looked great. He just had that special thing that I like, whatever it is. And I went up to him and in Korean, I asked him like, excuse me, uh, sir, (laughs) um, I would love to take your photo. Your hat looks good. That wall over there is fantastic. Uh, Could we please do that? Uh, he did an older Korean man thing, which is quite common. yeah, just kind of, yeah, Which is the sort of universal sign for not going to happen. Generally, at moments like this, I'm usually like, okay, cool, no worries. Like, um, You get some, you don't get others. But for this guy, like, I, I just felt like if I could explain myself adequately, he would be okay with it. So I persisted in my stammered Korean. And yeah, he... I guess he considered it and he was like, "Uh, okay, sure, why not, why not? And he he stood for the photo. I think the reason I have a couple photos (laughs) like this of of these kind of people standing front and center and why they mean something to me is because every time I shoot a photo like this, I have to jump some hurdle of, not quite fear exactly, but some like level of um, anxiety or stress about confronting someone even though I believe what I'm confronting them about is ultimately a good thing Um, they don't always know that especially when there's a language barrier and anytime that's that is successful it really does feel good connection with someone who is just going on their way This next one is also somewhat of a personal one for me. This is my friend Koboki. He's a skateboarder here in Seoul, in Korea. As you can see, he shreds. Like he skates so well. He's got so much passion and he just throws down hammers. Like he's one of those skateboarders who when you watch him, like you know he's putting his body on the line in a way that I think I never quite felt comfortable with. I've been skateboarding pretty much my whole life, but just by virtue of the fact of looking where he is on that ramp, like he's throwing down some hammers, like really going for it. I think what this image represents to me and what what I like about it is that it sort of marks the shift for me of somewhat admitting to myself that I'm the kind of skateboarder I am and the kind of skateboarder, like where I have the most fun within skateboarding, spending time with my friends, generally on a mini ramp, just, the joy of that shared experience and knowing that we all have this common history within skateboarding. This image really made me sort of confront within myself the fact that when I saw Kobaki do this, when I saw him like do this really rad trick, which I think if I had tried long enough, I would have been able to do myself. But I'm happier, I know like deep down, if I'm honest, I'm happier that I took this photo than I would have felt if I had done this trick. And getting to a point where I realized that made me feel comfortable with the amount of time I'm putting into photography and the amount of time I'm putting into skateboarding. I don't feel any sense of resentment about the fact that I get to skate less because I'm working more. For one reason, because I'm enjoying the work I'm doing. like I derive a deep sense of meaning from it and I have a lot of fun doing it. So I think, thank goodness for that. Otherwise, maybe yes, I would be more resentful of the fact that I was skateboarding less these days. There was a time when I was pushing really hard. Like I wanted to be able to do every trick that I could. I wanted to be better than everybody else that was around me. Uh, I wanted to win competitions. And there comes a time when I had to admit to myself that I wasn't going to be able to do all the tricks that I kind of had in the back of my mind that one day I would simply because I just, I can't reconcile the amount of time I put into photography and the amount of time I put into skateboarding and have both come out that way. That being said, like I really want to double down on the idea that I I don't resent that at all because I still derive, I think, a huge amount of joy from skateboarding and from the community and from knowing the amount of influence it's had on me and on the people that I'm around. In some ways I get two skateboardings by having skateboarding and photography as well, or I get two photographies by having skateboarding and photography as well, whichever way you want to look at it. This image was taken in uh, Tokyo at one of the parks around there. It's this image of the cigarettes and the plants in the lily pad. This image to me, I think, represents an idea that I've found particularly interesting over the last few years. It seems to have influenced many of the films that I really like now as well. And that's of some of the really bleak ideas that confront humanity and some of the joy and humor therein. I guess if I had to break this image down, you have this like really green, vibrant, alive plant. It's it's thriving, it looks good. But like right in the heart of it is this really like carelessly tossed human debris, like a cigarette as well, of all the things. It's this like dirty stick of nicotine that does far more harm than good. And the fact that these two things are so closely tied together in this image, I find it at once like horribly bleak and pretty funny. I I like that idea. I like confronting the kind of sorrows of this world with humor and a recognition of, yeah, maybe you can't control all these things, but if you just perceive it in a certain way, there's actually a little bit of joy or a little bit of humor to be derived from it as well. For me, it's been a very positive response to learn to these kinds of situations. This photo here we have of um, a friend of mine, Evgeny, and this photo is actually shot in Vladivostok in Russia. Of all the images I've gathered here, this is the only one that has to do with my fashion work. But this image, I have something of a soft spot for Russia and the post-Soviet landscape therein. And this was just one of the funnest images to take from this a lookbook that we were shooting in Vladivostok, where I'd asked Yevgeny to mimic what was happening in the statue behind him. There's something I think ironic about him using something as what can be deemed as frivolous as fashion to hearken back to A very violent and uh, interesting Russian history and bringing those two concepts together sort of iconoclastically, I think is interesting and what I, I like trying to do stuff like that. I, I find it fun, even if it's maybe sometimes a little bit off color. For a few years now, I've been shooting some fashion and I've always had a bit of a mixed relationship with the fashion industry, or at least my experience of fashion personally and as uh, an occupation. Quite often have people come up to me and be like, yeah, you know this brand. And I'll be like, oh, no, not really. It's like, but you're working in fashion and career. What's wrong with you? I care very much for image more than fashion itself. I'm definitely much more passionate about that initial impact a photographic image can have on you. I think there is something very special to be said, where you look at something and it immediately twigs inside you somewhere where you're like, that's right. Or sometimes even that's wrong. You look at it and it has an effect on you. It can sometimes be quite a profound effect. And later you kind of piece together exactly why it is that this image or this photo has had an effect on you. This is something I'm currently, and I think forever going to be learning exactly how to execute. I by no means at all feel like a master in it, but it's a lot of fun trying to figure out. This one has a little bit of history to it. I've been to Vladivostok two times. The first time I was uh, about to do Trans-Siberian Express with my ex-girlfriend, and the second time was when I was shooting the lookbook with Evgeny from the previous photo. So the first time I went to Vladivostok, I actually saw this man in his weird blue little thong. I think he's still wearing the same one here, which is just great. Climbing up onto that rock and jumping into the water, swimming around, climbing back up, jumping in again. And I've been in that water. It is frigid. It's like proper, proper cold. But a few years ago when I was there, he jumped in again and again and again. There was something kind of mesmerizing about it. My then-girlfriend and I sat and watched for a while and I took a photo of him then and it ended up being used on a cover of a magazine that we put out together. And it it was just a nice experience and I think a good image, one that I was happy with. When I went back to Vladivostok the second time, which was in this image, was taken, this man was still here, still jumping. It was after my then-girlfriend and I had broken up and maybe, maybe a year or so after that fact, this image just meant something to me in that I felt like much had changed in my life in the years of seeing him and seeing him again now. The reasons I was there, just where I was and what I was doing, like hell, the way I was making money had changed. Like There had been somewhat of like an overhaul to my life. And here was this dude still wearing the same blue thong, still jumping in the same cold water. And it really represented for me that some things never change. And it was, it was quite a poignant feeling.